Hello, and welcome to the Urban Dharma NC podcast. In the second part of a series, Dorje Lopan Dr. Hanlai teaches about the songs of Milarepa, the 11th century Tibetan saint who reached the ultimate state of awakening. The presentation of these profound songs is integrated with teachings on the Guru Yoga of Milarepa Sadhana in order to introduce a more contemplative and experience-based approach to practicing this liturgy. Urban Dharma is a Buddhist temple in the heart of Asheville, North Carolina. We are supported by your generosity and by our online store, tibetanspirit.com. To learn more about us, come visit our temple in person or look us up online at udharmanc.com. Thanks for listening. After the four, the two bodhicittas, then now uh, the meditation to turn away from the distractions of samsara. It's the next section. So now, instead of everyone reading that, I, I want you to not read that. Don't read that. Um, Instead, I'm going to read, you listen and contemplate. Rather than, you know, do the reading version of chanting, which is how it would normally be done. So rather, just sit comfortably, close your eyes if you want to, and just listen. Listen to the instructions. It's even better if you listen to it and imagine, you know, not me, but Milarepa saying this to you. Yes? Uh, could we wait a couple of minutes while I go use the restroom? Sure. <laughs> Take your time. Don't rush. Well, I'm not going to take all day. <laughs> well, I won't wait all day. <laughs> Well, questions. Good. Questions or comments. Yes, Rich. Uh, is the Miller Rebbe, is the Guru? Thank you for coming. Oh, yes, thank you. Thank you. The distance. Very happy to be here. Yes. Um, is the Guru Yoga of Milarepa, is that the primary Guru Yoga that's practiced in Trikonkabu? No. No. It's no. Okay. So the question was, um, in case people out there uh, didn't hear, is the Guru Yoga of Milarepa the main Guru Yoga practice in Trikonkabu? Uh, no, it's not. Mm. On a daily basis in our main monastery in India, Every morning, the whole assembly gathers to do the Jitinsumgan uh, Guru Yoga. Yeah, the founder of our lineage. Yes. Yeah. Um, for, so I would also say the main one for Kamakagi would be the Karma Pakshi or the 16 Karmapa Guru Yoga. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Milarepa Guru Yoga, you know, all the Kagyu lineage have their version. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. But it's not done so much as a daily. The one that's done daily is usually what's most directly connected to each of the Kagyu lineage. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I see, I see. 
And you know, identity. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now we'll have to wait for Jess. <laughs> Oh, and Milarepa had to wait and wait and wait and wait. So this is what we're training too. We have to wait. Just because you want it. Again, you know, gurus with guts. Just because you want it doesn't mean that, you know, it's good for them to give it. Yes? So just to follow up then, what was your thinking in prescribing this particular medicine for us, our Sangha, here at the Milarepa Guru Yoga. Is there, you know, each sadhana has a, a certain, um, what's the word, um, has a certain power or effect to uh -huh. it. And so, in this case, this particular sadhana, at this particular time, um, what was... The, what was your thinking as far as presenting this teaching at this time? Mm, so what's my thinking uh, in, in, in introducing, in presenting the sadhana and this set of teachings on Milarepa at this time? Mm, you know, I would, you know, like to be able to say, you know, I saw the dark times coming and we're all feeling like Milarepa, resentment, anger and guilt, you know? No, <laughs> um, I don't have that kind of ability. But if something is at work, I also believe, you know, there might be something bigger than all of us, definitely bigger than me. Uh, when this was planned, you know, none of Tuesday was planned this way. Yes. It was planned differently, right? We all have our plans on what Tuesday elections yeah, is going to be, including me. I had my plans, you know, and I was sure, you know, my plans are going to work out. Milarepa <laughs> too, you know, it was going to work out, you know, and then reality unfolded. So this is where you're describing the particular importance of devotion. Yes. Seems right. Exactly. You know, devotion. And when 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 you're devoted to, and I believe that I have seen that many times. Right? In my own life, in my own practice, and then in the context of, you know, starting this thing, <laughs> this burden or this. Liberation, however you want to look at it, urban dharma, it's devotion, you know. And then when you have devotion, no matter what, you keep moving, and things kind of open up in a very strange way. That is always timely. That is always timely. But timely or not, also depends not just me blabbering away. But you making the time and say, I'm turning up. You know? 
Otherwise, you know, there are no teachers and no teachings if there are no students. The interdependence of the three has to come together. <laughs> We're not a God-based system, meaning single-cause believers. Although we behave like we are single-cause types of people, you know. Uh, like uh, something kind of special, extraordinary, you know, uh, miraculous happens. I don't know if you remember, there's some strange photo that was taken when Gajanamaji was here. This object in front of him kind of turned into a 3D lotus. So of course you could get a you know, photography expert to analyze to say, well, the light was coming this way and this was coming this way and then this happened. But then it's in the shape of a lotus, not in the shape of a cat. (laughs) You know, and the lotus was directly related to what Rinpoche was talking about at that point. Right? All of that. Then, of course, you know, our, our reaction to that is, wow, Rinpoche is so powerful, so great. You know, but when we showed it to Rinpoche, Rinpoche said, this is the interdependence between the devotion of the audience, my devotion to teaching you, and you know, all the other conditions that came together. So we are united eh, in this. He's not being humble. Of course he is humble too. But if you think it's just words of humility, you're missing, right? The, po- the the key point of Buddha's teachings on interdependence. So interdependently arising, interdependently ceasing. And so the interdependence of of things gives rise to both positive and negative conditions. Right? The negative conditions that we perceive in the aftermath of Tuesday, for some of us, not for all of us, you know, even for Dharma practicing people, I think we're too narrow if we think you know, that only our position makes sense from the Dharma perspective. It's complicated. I don't want to, you know, there's not the time to get into that, right? Uh, but just to say you know, that what we perceive to be negative. Mm. it's an interdependence of causes and conditions we didn't get here suddenly what happened is the rug was pulled from under what happened for me at least I know I'm saying I'm not going to talk about it but it's hard not to talk about it more than anything I think for me I cannot speak for other people it's what impermanence what do you mean <laughs> what unsure what do you mean that i think is causing me more stress than you know who will be harmed who will be hurt you know as a result of this you know it's more that my plans did not pan out when I was so sure I think many of us even if this is not the main point 
yeah, that we are suffering now, and some of you have maybe more bodhicitta than I do, um, but a big part of it is we never took Buddha's teachings on uncertainty, which is what impermanence means on a felt level. But the word impermanence is kind of objectively describing what is, right? But as a subjective experience, is uncertainty. In uh, the Thai tradition, translate it as uncertainty. Trungpa Rinpoche, in his brilliance, translate it as groundlessness. You think there is this secure ground that you could always stand on, when in reality, it's groundless. So one famous quote from him is, you know, the bad news is you suddenly discover that you're falling and you don't have a parachute. Right? When we discover that we are falling, in some moments, right, maybe exhilaration, that's when samsara is working out for you. (laughs) So we're exhilarated. Ooh, right? I've never done skydiving, but I can imagine, right? Ooh, what, you know? But then you ooh, I'd look up and go, wait, what happened to the parachute? <laughs> and now that's going on for us, many of us. Oh, shit. <laughs> right? Oh, bleep. Where the hell is the parachute? Then panic. So, the bad news is you suddenly find that you're falling and dang, the parachute is not there. But the good news is there is no ground. There is no ground as an objective fact. Impermanence. Impermanence means everything changes. Subjectively, is living with uncertainty and relaxing into that uncertainty. That is really hard. That has been hard. Will continue to be hard. But that's what we have to get. If we don't get that. None of these other teachings is going to really mean anything. Whatever fancy techniques that you meditate on, and do six yogas, seven yogas, nine yogas, whatever, you know, pointless, useless. So now page three, now, as I say, as I suggested, so you just listen. If you can imagine, if it is helpful to you, to imagine Milarepa reminding us these words, that's even more uh, powerful. Alas, now that this body which is difficult to obtain and easy to destroy, has been found. Practice the path 
to permanent happiness. The compounded and impermanent is like a dewdrop on the tip of a blade of grass. Endeavor in realizing the essential meaning. Since cause and effect is a natural condition of phenomena, abide in this unmistaken fact and cherish adopting what's virtuous and discarding what's harmful. To uproot the many faults of the three realms of existence Stir samsara from its very depths. Agitate samsara. Don't be misled by samsara. Stir it up. Agitate it. So that we can see clearly. Without first having a guru, even the name Buddha does not exist. Therefore, we now meditate on the Guru Yoga of the great cotton-clad Venerable One. These are called mind reversals, to reverse the mind, to turn the mind away from the distractions of samsara. There's mind reversals also suggest that there is the mind, there is the innate nature of the mind that we have lost because of being misled or attracted to the glitter of samsara. So here it says, you know, stir up samsara. Right? And now samsara is stirred up. It's not like, yeah, the mess just was produced. 
is just under the surface. Yeah, on Thursday, we had someone joining us that said, you know, she's African American, and she said, "This is nothing new to my community. This is nothing new to my community." I think, yeah, her community is less shocked by the rest of us who thinks samsara is fixed now. And until, right, Tuesday at about 10 p.m., like, oh crap, it's samsara. So when it says, you know, stir samsara, it means that. Muck, you know, look at the muck. Because if you don't see that, then your mind is constantly looking for happiness in all the wrong places. The next part of this sadhana uh, involves um, making an offering to all the local uh, powers and entities that for whatever reason might not be comfortable, uh, might not like, <laughs> that we're here talking about Milarepa. <laughs> and, and we can learn from this, you know, that even when you are doing what you think to be really good, there are other beings for whatever reasons, you know, just find it really annoying. And they just disagree. So here it says, you know, you take this, you, know, you take this offering, huh? and please go. Uh, interestingly, in in this part too, so they say first is the peaceful means, right, of, you know, saying to them, uh, we mean you no harm. Uh, we 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 we're working on the good of all. We mean you no harm, but we understand you don't like this. We understand that you're, you, you, you're annoyed, you might be annoyed. So take this offering. Yeah. But interestingly, here it doesn't stop there. Uh, there's also a part in this section that says, okay, now for the rest of you, that's not going to be reasonable. If you don't leave, yeah, it says, your heads will be split into a hundred pieces. <laughs> now, this is not literally splitting even, you know, spirits' heads into a hundred pieces. Yeah? This is sort of, this is saying, stay at your own risk. Because these teachings, these practices... will cause your head to explode. <laughs> so maybe instead of putting ads like, you know, come and be inspired, we should put, you know, <laughs> our flyers will say, come at your own risk, you know. It will cause your head to explode. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it will cause your head to explode. And that is very messy. Especially the clean up on R4. <laughs> and then after that, we say we, we visualize, you know, a protective circle around us. And they say, the greatest protective circle or chakra, chakra means circle, is bodhicitta. That's the only way to ultimately get rid of all of our enemies. Yeah? Turn them into Buddhas. Turn all of our enemies into Buddhas. Right? You have, many of you have heard my favorite uh, thing of like the Buddhist equivalent if this if within Buddhist cultures the equivalent of telling someone to go to hell is may you become Buddha right the English expression is based on the particular theological understanding that when people go to hell they'll never come back again so they will never trouble you again but in the Buddhist universe, telling someone to go to hell only means they're going to come back even more pissed off. <laughs> and then you'll be in even bigger trouble. So the only way to get rid of that which you don't like is to work on helping them become Buddhists. So again, um, you need not really, uh, I will tell you where, because this is about visualization. So it's easier if I just read and you try to imagine, if you can imagine, if you cannot, just reflect on the meaning of this section of the practice. Instantaneously, I am Heruka, greenish-blue with one face and two arms, embraced by the red lady who holds a knife and skull cup. This is the co-emergent primordial body, vividly present. Om Kandarohe Hong Hong Pe Om Swabhava Shuddha Savadhamma Swabhava Shuddha Within emptiness arise wind, fire, and a hearth of skulls. Upon it is a pot containing elixir of hong, om, kam, um, and tam, and five meats of bum, lum, mum, bum, and tam. Wind blows and ignites the fire. The ingredients become pure when they melt and boil. The cover is a moon disk with hong, ah, om, Light rays emanate, summoning elixirs. Then the three letters and moon dissolve into light, transforming into an ocean of primordial wisdom. Om ah hong ha ho hri. Om ah hong ha ho hri. Om ah hong ha ho hri.
Padme, can you come and hold this? Yeah, and then turn around and look that way. And then when I tap you, then you can take it uh, to the back, the back door, yeah, just right outside the door. You know where to put it and bring the plate back. Thank you. Yeah, just wait. Pem, pem. Uh, at the bottom of page five, together we can recite this uh, if you want. Uh, if you don't, then don't, you know, no need. If you want, you can join us. Pem pem om kaka kahi kahi sarva yaksha rakshaksha puta preta pisacha ummada apasmara dhaka dakinia dhaya imang baleng krehantu samaya rakshantu mama sarva siddhim prachantu Yataivam yateshtam bunjata pibata jigrata matikramata mama sarvakarataya satsuka bishuddhaya sahayaka bhavantu hong hong pepe swaha pem pem om kakakahe kahe sarvayaksha rakshasha buddha preta pisacha ummada apasmara daka dakinya dhaya imam balengrehantu Samayang rakshantu mama sarva siddhing prachantu yataivam yateshtam bunjata pipata jikrata matikramata mama sarva karataya satsuka vishuddhaya sahayaka bhavantu hong hong pepe swaha Pem pem om kakakahi kahi sarva yaksha rakshaksha bhuta preta pisacha umanda apasmara dhaka dakinya dhaya imam balengrehantu samayang rakshantu mama sarva siddhim prachantu Yataivam yateshtam punjata pibata jitkrata matikramata mamasarvakarataya satsuka vishodhaya sahayaka bhavantu hong hong pepe
So the next part here uh, is the um, sometimes called wrathful, sometimes called forceful removal uh, of obstacles. And like I said, you know, ultimately, external obstacles uh, are summoned here by internal obstacles. So to whatever degree we have strong uh, afflictive emotions, particularly uh, the outward moving harmful afflictive emotions, whether it's desire, wanting to possess that which we don't have a right to possess, um, wanting to get rid, wanting to... um, get rid of what we detest, um, not accepting uh, what is, and then when what is presents itself, and we we hate it, uh, we have resentment, uh, all these things uh, is what summons uh, obstacles. And so here is the forceful pushing of obstacles, reversing uh, these obstacles. So again, uh, you can meditate here as I say the words for this removal. So really think about your internal, whatever internal obstacles you think and pray that might prevent you from Um, successfully from effectively absorbing these teachings really that's the internal obstacles Um, may may that be removed before we go further uh, into these teachings may they be removed these obstacles All those who advocate evil and thus have no permission to listen to or look at these rituals of the profound mantra must now leave. If you fail to follow this command, your heads will be split into a hundred pieces with the blazing Vajra Katwanga. Om Sumbani Sumba Hong Hong Pe Om Grena Grena Hong Hong Pe
then the top of page 7, uh, this is just a very simple wheel of protection, which is bodhicitta. Om Bhaja Rasha Rasha Hong 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 Pe. So, of course, at the beginning we already meditated on bodhicitta. Now it's just a reminder uh, that the only way to ultimately meaningfully remove uh, what we consider to be obstacles is through bodhicitta and devotion, dedication. To fulfilling bodhicitta. So together, let's do the refuge in bodhicitta prayers on page eight. I and all other migratory beings, without exception, take refuge until the state of enlightenment in venerable Shepa Dorje, the embodiment of the excellent three and the three roots. I and all other migratory beings, without exception. Take refuge until the state of enlightenment in Venerable Shepadurji, the embodiment of the excellent three and the three roots. I and all other migratory beings without exception take refuge until the state of enlightenment in Venerable Shepadurji, the embodiment of the excellent three and the three roots. For the sake of mother sentient beings equal to the infinity of space, Becoming liberated from the ocean of samsara, I vow to accomplish the supreme state of Shepadurji. For the sake of mother sentient beings, equal to the infinity of space, becoming liberated from the ocean of samsara, I vow to accomplish the supreme state of Shepadurji. For the sake of mother sentient beings, equal to the infinity of space, Becoming liberated from the ocean of samsara, I vow to accomplish the supreme state of Shepadurji. Now let's gather this seven branch prayer on page 9 and 10 and repeat that together one time. Homage to your mind in which I have divided faith as being essentially one with the innate self-aware Dharmakaya. I offer you the all-pervasive Lord of the Pure Lands, clouds of Samantabhadra's offerings, actual and imagined. All sins, downfalls, and non-virtues accumulated since beginningless time. I confess them all from my heart with profound guilt and remorse. I rejoice in all the righteous deeds of others, and in their virtuous activities now and forever. May the sound of Dharma, the stainless elixir, resound in accordance with the dispositions of limitless sentient beings. On the throne of compassion, may the glorious Rupakaya that benefit others sit firmly cross-legged, never untying the knot. I dedicate the virtues accumulated in the three times and the innate virtue, to the attainment of supreme enlightenment without exception. So these are the seven branches, the seven limbs. So the first limb is the limb of paying homage. And the second limb is the limb or the part of um, making offerings. Paying homage with body, speech and mind, making all the offerings, 
then the third uh, is to expose. Uh, we, we, the, the common word used to translate this is confession uh, or repentance. Uh, but the more literal meaning is to expose. What to expose? We expose. We don't hide anymore from ourselves uh, and from other people um, the uh, negative uh, activities, uh, the um, patterns of behavior that lead us to suffering, uh, this confusion. Uh, so uh, all sins, downfalls, and non-virtues, uh, we, I confess them. But more literally, it's I expose them. I don't hide them. Then the fourth limb is to rejoice in, rejoice in uh, the good that beings are engaged in, uh, rejoice in um, all the virtue accumulated far and near by self and other. We rejoice in that. And then the fifth is the um, uh, the prayer, the request that all awakened beings continue to teach and to guide all beings everywhere, right? no matter where they are, uh, especially in the midst where the confusion is strongest uh, and thickest uh, and uh, most difficult. Uh, do not, you know, you know, pray to, that the awakened ones do not abandon them. Uh, it's the next one. Uh, do not pass into nirvana. Uh, we say that. But really, it's like, you know, these dark places is where the Dharma is needed most. Now, particularly, is when the Dharma is needed most. And what are we willing to do to make that happen, to ensure that happens? That's what we have to ask. Right? Later, Milarepa says, you know, prayers are useless if your actions don't match your prayers. <laughs> we'll look at that. Uh, then finally, uh, dedicating to all beings, dedicating the, to the happiness of all beings. These are the seven branches. Padme, could you take the uh, incense outside? We are sufficiently blessed. Now we should bless people outside. Thank you. Yes, the next part for this sadhana is the um, the self-generation. Here you appear in the form of Heruka, which is Chakasamara with Vajavarahi in union, and then in front of you, Milarepa uh, appears. Uh, but that will come later. Now, the first song of the collection that I've selected for this weekend and also uh, upcoming uh, weekends. Thank you for listening to the Urban Dharma NC podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll consider supporting our mission to foster a deeper understanding of the teachings of the Buddha, to build meaningful community, and to integrate contemplative teachings into everyday life. We invite you to make a donation online at udharmanc.com or make a purchase at our store, tibetanspirit.com. Thank you. May all beings benefit.